Hello everybody, welcome to Coffee Time with Byron. I am your host Byron, this is episode number 113. And alongside me is former UFC fighter, Gray the Bully Maynard. Thank you for joining me today. A long time, finally. How are you today? I'm good, how about yourself? Couldn't have said it any better. Wish it would be better, the weather would be better because it's summertime here in Florida. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. How about where you're a hot, huh? How, yeah, how about where you're living? Michigan's good, man. It's nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> I believe it. Uh so let's start off. Um I'm curious. Uh I asked my, all the MMA fighters I have, how'd you get the nickname Bully? Did you dumb it did you get dub it yourself or did it, who who gave you that nickname first, the bully? Because that's an interesting nah, nickname. Yeah, I kinda got it in college. Um you know, I just trained pretty hard and, and, you know, maybe a bully in practice, but I'm not really, you know, a bully bully, but, um, right, right, right. Uh, you know, and I rescued a dog, a bull terrier, you know, and, you know, he was kind of not great with other dogs. He kind of had a couple glitches, but, uh, they just kind of nicknamed us, you know, bullies and it stuck. So... The story is well known because I've heard it just like all most of the UFC fans heard it from Mike Goldberg and them. The story, you were an All-American at Michigan State. You shared a room with Rashad Evans or were his teammate. How was yeah. Rashad as a teammate and how was he as a person when you when you got to wrestle with him? Yeah, he was he was a good friend. We always roomed together when we were traveling and uh you know, just a good dude. We always, like, we kept in touch when he went down to Albuquerque after he moved out of Lansing or when he started to train in Albuquerque. You know, I went down to train with him a little bit and just always kept in touch. But, um, yeah, we were, we kind of ran the team when we were here and, and uh, it was good when we were in college. So tell us about tell us about that. Uh, tell us about that. Did you did you win that championship, Division One? Did you win that? Like, uh, tell us about that time that you had at Michigan State. Like, uh, how much did you learn? Were you trying to get into mixed martial arts at the time? Tell us about that time. What made you want to get into MMA? Yeah, I was a three time All American. You know, I wonder. Um, you know, I never won the national championships, but, uh, you know, if you're an All-American, you place in the top eight uh, in the country. Mm -hmm. And um, I did that three times. And then, uh, you know, MMA wasn't really big back when I was in college. I graduated in 2003. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to Vegas right after college. And um, while well, I was trying out for the Olympic team in 04 down in Arizona, mm -hmm. and then um, yeah, got back to to Vegas, and and you know MMA was kind of blowing up, and and uh, jumped into a jujitsu gym, and then went went with um, um, BJ Penn flew me down to Hawaii, and I got a taste of like MMA a little bit more, and yeah just kept doing it now according to wikipedia you can never trust wikipedia unfortunately uh it says yeah. you're, it says you're still 
It says you're still active fighting. Are you retired or are you are you still fighting somewhere that we don't know about? <laughs> um, no, I got a grappling match coming up. I mean, you know, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze right now. I mean, maybe if a person came with a good offer, you know, I'd probably compete still. But uh, no, my life kind of revolves around, you know, just being healthy and 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 training and and uh you know i'm never really like i'm always ready to go i guess if the yeah if the price is right right seeing what randy couture did at his age throughout those years when he was in his late 40s do you think you think you could do what he did if the time was right or if the fight was right the money was right do you think you do you think you could still have what it takes to win win a fight against these young boys yeah i mean um you know, I train a lot and, and, uh, it just, it just goes, you know, kind of, kind of day by day, you know, it's, it's just more of, um, uh, you know, right now I feel great, you know, and I train pretty much every day and, you know, train with good guys and, and, uh, yeah. Now, I'm good. as you said, you already brought this up, uh, BJ Penn brought you to Hawaii to train, which was part in your start to MMA for the Ultimate Fighter. Now, tell us about that competition and about that year that you were on that show. Uh, how much did you learn from that show, and how much do you think it helped you to where you're at, to to where it got you in mixed martial arts? Yeah, um, being on the TV show. Uh, it was definitely challenging because it's it's uh, it's not really reality. You're not training in the place where you're where you're comfortable, and and uh, you know it's called a reality TV show because because right. it pretty much creates drama. But um, no, it was good. It was it was a good chance to to kind of get my name out there, get my foot in the door. Back then, one fifty five was just getting going. About again you know and pride was kind of on the ropes and and um yeah it just uh it was the right timing and it helped it definitely was good yeah you talk about a lot of testosterone in that house i'm sure you guys got into it quite a bit it was a uh, quite a bit because they knew it was a tv show so somebody had to wear the black hat who was the black hat in your season? Um, nobody was really the black hat. We we actually kind of instigated a fight in the backyard between a couple guys. Um, you know, other than that, you know, everybody kind of knew. Um, like at the end of the day, it was kind of like prison rules. You know, don't touch me. Don't touch my. F- my food and and uh we're good <laughs> that's how it was with me yeah i don't blame you on that one. i don't blame you on that one uh so yeah like you said you were a lightweight at 155 and then you can went down to uh, i believe it's featherweight which is 145 yep. um tell us the difference between the two divisions which one do you think you were better at the lightweight or featherweight division you know it just um like as I got older, there was there was a lot of uh, 
you know, a lot of bigger guys cutting weight, you know, they were, they were, uh, featherweight probably was my more natural weight to cut to. Um, but yeah, they both were, there was never a time where I felt like completely overpowered or complete, you know, completely outclassed. Now, before we get into your other fights, I got to ask you, your trilogy with um, Frankie DeAnser, Edgar, did you guys legitimately have a, a rivalry? Was that was that actually real or was that was partly partly scripted? Did you guys really hate each other until you guys actually got into the octagon and fought those three fights? No, we didn't hate each other. I mean, we just we just were competitors. You know, we wanted to beat each other. Um, he's actually one of the better guys in the sport, you know, as far as like, like, as far as, you know, personally, he's a great guy and, and, uh, no, nah, I never had a problem. You know, I think that was kind of the downfall of the, the rivalry was the fact that we didn't, you know, talk a lot of crap to each other and, and, uh, you know, we just put it all in the octagon. Now, the first fight between him do you think you honestly should have won that fight i did win that fight or was that wait what well, am i thinking yeah. the second i'm thinking the second fight Never second mind. one the yeah second one yeah my bad do you think you should have won that one or do you think he won it yeah i mean um you, you know he won it or he it was a draw you know that's 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 just kind of what it was and um you know i feel like like I want it and he probably does too, but, but, um, you know, there's no way to go back and change it. Right now. Did you feel snubbed that you didn't get the title shot before BJ got his re re, uh, before he got his, uh, retitle match at, uh, at UFC 118? Cause you were, you, even though you won on that card to get that right, technically you should have gotten it first before him. Did you feel yeah, snubbed? I probably felt a little bit more snubbed when uh, when Frankie Edgar got it, you know, over me against BJ Penn. I feel, I feel, yeah, because yeah, because you were you you were the only man that beat him at the time. Yeah. So yeah, you were the only man to beat to ever beat him in the octagon or whatever. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And Dana Dana White, I guess, apparently said you just weren't ready, which I did not get one bit. I mean, yeah. God, God bless Dana, but I don't understand that theory. So, did he ever tell you? Did he ever explain to you why that, why what his thought process was in that? No, he just does what he wants. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's like his money's on or his mind's on money. You know, not really, um, just what's right and is what it is. Yeah, very, very true. I, I couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it myself. So, obviously, you um, trained at Extreme Couture with Randy Couture. Tell us about that. How how hard working is Randy Couture in the gym? Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's one of the guys that kind of introduced me to more smart training. Um, you know, he doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, you listen. And uh, yeah, he was a great coach. How, how much did you learn? How much? How much of the knowledge did you learn from him? Because that's a, that's yeah. A I mean, famer. that was that was a big part of my um, 
that was a big part of my career at the beginning was just just kind of um structuring my training structuring you know how i fight um with you know through his coaching now tell us about according to wikipedia you ended up having a contest to where you had suffered a concussion what bout was that do you remember what bout that was was that your first ever bout in the ufc no, nah, I got a couple TKOs, but I mean, you know, obviously that's probably medically termed as a concussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, so uh, you fight Rich Cremente at UFC 90. Tell us about that fight, what went on in that fight, and what went on in your strategy going into that fight. Yeah, that was the first time I was on a pay-per-view card, I think. And uh, I believe it was. That's yeah, he was just, um, you know, he was he was a crafty, um, just vet. You know, he like been in the octagon a lot. Um, he went against, he beat Anthony Johnson like a couple before that, maybe right before that, and uh, he was just. You know, just had to to go out and control him and and uh, get the win. And then shortly after that, uh, you six UFCs later, you face off against one of the Miller brothers, Jim Miller, which the Miller brothers yeah. are beast. Tell us about that fight. Yeah, that was in Ohio, and. Um, I went to high school in Ohio, so it was a big deal to get out there. And, and uh, you know, I just, like everybody was kind of talking about Jim Miller and, and you know, how he was a beast, of course. And, and uh, um, you know, I just wanted to go up against the best guys. And, um, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of, for me, it was kind of an easy f- like easy fight now tell us tell us about the lightweight division at the time you guys had a stacked division when you competed from kenny florian wadgerta clay guida name like jim miller like we just mentioned clemente all those guys were you blessed to have fought in that division because that's a top of line guys that was i want to say that was one of the better divisions that was around that in that time compared to the welterweights when you had a bunch of well-known welterweights and all that. Your division was stacked. How hard was it for you to compare to the likes of those guys? I know you did your, I know you did your own. Obviously, you got a title shot, but how hard was it to to mix in with all those great talent? Because that's a huge yeah, talent no, you was, had. It was great. Um... You know, there was a lot of guys to choose from. And, and um, you know, once you got to the top, you had a couple guys who were kind of choosy about who they wanted to go up against. And, you know, I took all the people that, like, I took on all the people that, that nobody would want because it was a tough fight, you know, and that was, that's what I did. Now, your next fight was against Wadra Herta. Tell us about that fight. What was your strategy into that fight? 
Yeah, he was just he was just a tough kid. You know, I knew it was going to be a barn burner, and and uh, you know he took a little bit of layoff, but he brought it. It was good. It was a good fight. It was fun. All right, I couldn't have said it any better. I I do actually remember that because that was on TV. I believe that was yeah. one the, that was one of the last ones or a couple of last ones on uh, Spike TV before they switched over. Yeah. Now, um, you then fought, your next fight was against Nate Diaz at another fight night. Tell us about that fight, because the Diaz brothers, they're, they're another bunch of brothers that are very well talented, also trained by the Gracies, also well known. Tell us about that fight. Yeah, he beat me on the TV show, so, um, you know, I was going in to get redemption, and I trained hard, I was prepared. The TV show, I felt like I wasn't really prepared to go up against him, and, um, yeah, I was just just ready to go, you know, and it, it um, it's a tough fight. Anytime you're going up against, like, Nate Diaz, you know, he's got a chin, he's, you know, he's awkward, he's got good jiu-jitsu, he's got good striking, but, um, yeah. It was fun. Now, you know, and I got the win, and and uh, that's when Frankie Edgar went against a guy named Matt Veach, like about that time, and that's when he got the title shot. Yeah, yeah, that's where I sort of felt like you should have got the title. Yeah, I, I yeah, and that's that. what they said is is yeah, you had a close fight with Nate Diaz, but it's like. Nate Diaz, it's always going to be a tough fight, you know? Which on him, uh, we, do you like where he's going now? I mean, I mean, I know he's gone from the UFC now with his contract, and he fought, I think, what was it, one of the Paul brothers, or I think, yeah. I think it was. He's supposed to go up against him, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you like do you, like like where do you see him going nowadays? Do you see him going to another promotion? Cause I know he, I know he wanted to stay in the UFC, but obviously it just didn't work out. Apparently, yeah, he just so. wants to make money, man. I mean, this is a rough career to right, to right. to not get paid what you're worth, you know. And and if he can get paid what he's worth, you know, and make the most fighting Jake Paul, then you know he's put in his time. He's he's created the name and and uh, whatever he can do to make his money, you know, do it. Did you look into did you look into doing that yourself during your career? Not really. Like once I once I kinda got done or once I once I parted ways like with the UFC, um, you know, I got a couple offers and I was I was talking to a couple promoters, but that was two thousand eighteen before Jake Paul and, you know, all of those guys got that going and, and um you know, I've just been doing my own stuff you know i got two kids and and uh we travel a lot we're outdoors a lot and and, uh we just live life and if something got laid on my lap that was you know remotely interesting and and kind of worth it you know i might you know i might get back in there so do do you do you honestly like i know i've I kind of I'm half and half on this. I want your take on this. I I kind of respect the fact what Jake Paul is doing and the you know with him wanting to show his talents whatever get his name out there. 
um, in boxing because ultimately that's what he wants to do. Because he hasn't said come out and said he wants to do MMA, but I know he wants to box because that's what he's been doing. Don't do you think he should honestly? Because this is what I think he should do. I mean, I know the money is great and out there, and these fighters are taking it, but. I personally think he should be fighting. If he wants to get his name out there, he should be facing people around his age that have actually aren't over the hill. Because the ones that he's fighting seem to be like over the hill. Don't even like Anderson Silva, you know, Daniel Cormier, all them guys. I mean, I respect that he wants to show his talents and all that, but. Don't you think if you want to get out there, don't you think you should fight somebody that's actually currently in the game? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, when you get in the ring, it's it's like it's unfortunately about money, you know, now. And um, um, it's just whatever he can get away with, people still buy it. And, uh, you know, he never fought Cormier. And um, he fought Tyrone Woodley. That's what, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry, um, Tyrone yeah. Woodley, I mean, you know, he's not really a boxer, but, but if you look at a boxer's career anyways, the, f- the first 20 bouts, you know, are kind of gradually stepping up, you know, and he's only had, what, four fights, five fights? Yeah. You know, and regardless of Anderson's age, that guy's a beast. That guy is a striking genius. And, um, you know, f- that was really surprising to s- see him beat him. Um, Tyson Fury's brother, he did lose to him, you know, and he's he's pretty young. Um, you know, and he's a boxer, you know, and... and um, you know, hopefully he learns off that and, and he gets better. Now, also into the boxing realm, I got to ask you about the, I thought it was a hoax of a fight. And they want to plan on having another one too, I believe, down the line. I think it'll also be another hoax. The McGregor and uh, Mayweather. What's your take on that? Were you... Were you are you in the same boat as me? Like, it, it's nothing but a whole freaking joke. Even though it's money, the money yeah. for both, it's nothing but a whole joke. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't really watch it. Um, you know, I knew Floyd was going to beat him. And, and uh, you know, Floyd's arguably one of the best boxers ever. And, um, uh, you know, it's just hard to jump into your, your first pro boxing fight and go up against you know, a guy like Floyd and, um, you know, it was just the two biggest names in the world in the combat sports. And, and, um, but they made a lot of money off that. Now back to you. But did I watch it? Not really. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. I I wasn't going to pay for it because I knew it was a hoax. It's it's a hoax. It's planned. Um, it's basically WWE. Basically. That's what I thought it was. Um, Uh, this ultimately, we got into a little bit. This ultimately got to your title fight when you fought Ken Flo Florian at one eighteen. You absolutely dominated him for those rounds. Did you? What was your plan, game plan into going into that fight? 
And did you did you formulate your game plan to a T of what you wanted against him? Yeah, I mean he he you know he was pretty dangerous. He had knees and elbows and you know good kicks and he was elusive. But um, you know ultimately I knew I was gonna ground and pound him and and uh, control him and that's what I did. You know it was to go for the title and and uh, yeah. It was just I wanted to prove that that uh, that he was no match, really, you know. And I beat everybody else, and I was ready for the title. Now um, you fought Clay Glida on UFC on FX for. Tell us about that fight where you won via split decision against him. Yeah, I didn't really understand why it was a split. Um, he was just kind of on the back tracks. Definitely, definitely changed his game plan that we thought he was going to bring. You know, he's an aggressive guy and, and mm-hmm. um, he comes after you, but he changed up the game plan and he was kind of on his wheels the whole fight. And it is what it is, but. You know, I got the split, and that was it. What was your, what was your game plan? What was your game plan? Was it just a was was it to take it to the mat, use your wrestling against him, or what was your game? Yeah, plan? I thought we were gonna have to. He was gonna wrestle a lot more and attack a lot more, and we were prepared to go scrambles and you know ground and pound and. Um, you know, to be on bottom a little bit, be on top, and and uh, we thought it was going to be a war, but it wasn't. It was him kind of backtracking. And your next fight came against TJ Grant because you unfortunately were supposed to fight Joe Lozon, but unfortunately you had a knee injury. So your next fight was against TJ Grant at 160. Uh, what was your game plan going into that fight against TJ Grant? Yeah, we knew he was a durable guy, and, uh, um, you know, when I got in there, like, I hit him with some of the hardest shots I ever hit anybody with, and, you know, I could tell he was hurt, but he would he just wasn't going down, and, and then um, uh, him and his coaches had a great a great game plan and he saw that I was switching up my stance in the Clay Guida fight and he caught me right as I switched the stance and and um yeah it was a good game plan and you know he caught me hats off to him now did this fight ever go through because I I don't know according to Wikipedia I don't see anywhere or anything on this um did you ever get a a title shot with Benson Henderson because apparently you were supposed to get a title shot against Benson Henderson. Did that ever come through or is it? No, they gave it to, uh, to Anthony Pettis. Okay. Yeah. Cause at the time it was in Milwaukee. Cause at the time wasn't, um, uh, crap. That was when basically all of, um, I can't think of the time. That was basically all the time. Wasn't uh, 
Never mind. I can't. I can't remember now. It's okay. My, I'm sorry. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it right now. No worries. <laughs> um. So then you had a your next fight after the TJ Grant. You have a rubber match with Nate Diaz. They gave you that. You lose by TKO in the first round to him. Tell us about that. What happened there? Did you follow your game plan like you wanted to? Nah, I didn't really have a game plan. You know, by that point, um, we were just we kind of knew that we weren't going to make the money that 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 we were. yeah we just knew that like i was doing other stuff you know by that point Mm -hmm. you know like remodeling houses flipping houses and and trying to make you know um and trying to make the ends meet and uh wasn't really wasn't really concentrating on training as much as i should have been you know and and it just you know that's the way the story that's kind of way the sport plays out at times, you know, is, is just, you kind of know that the, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Now, ultimately I hate to bring this up cause it might be a touchy subject. Um, honestly, I, like we talked about earlier, it is a cutthroat business. You don't get paid much. You're basically getting paid to do what you love under the table, basically. Um, why, why do you think that, why, why do you think that is? You got these, you got these promoters making this money, but they don't want to pay the fighters when they got all these sponsors. In your, in your opinion, why, why do you, why do they undervalue the fighters and don't want to pay them? Because they don't have to, because there's no government regulation. There's the Muhammad Ali act that covers boxing, but they, but it doesn't cover MMA, which states you can't lock fighters into long contracts and, uh, you got to disclose all the earnings. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And, um, when the USC was bought in 2000, maybe 99, the Muhammad Ali act covered the, you know, and, the Fertitas and Dana White knew that the Ali Act covered boxing, but it didn't cover MMA, you know, and they just bought the UFC and, and, um, um, yeah, just knew that they're going to make their own rules and that's what they did. And that's what they're still doing. And that's why we're trying to, um, we're trying to get the Ali Act to cover, um, to cover MMA, we're trying to. Uh, there's a big class action lawsuit going on. There's a lot of stuff that, going on because yeah, I've heard yeah. from other fighters that I've had other fighters on that have been a part of that lawsuit. Are you a part of that? I'm not a part of it, but I'm working with them and and uh, you know trying to help to get the word out there. There's just there's just no rules. There's no rules, and when. Um, you know, and when there's no rules, people are going to take advantage of not having any rules, you know, and, and, and that's kind of way the MMA is, you know, now. And, and, um, we had the Ali act, we had the Ali act on the floor in 2016 or 17. And, and, um, yeah, it got thrown out, 
you know, Trump and Dana are are close and and uh yeah, it was it was kind of a a setback to us, but you know, we're still we're still working on it. I'm just curious to ask uh, you don't have to say regardless. You don't have to answer. You can tell me yes or no or no, whatever. I don't care. But I just want to ask, how how do you think that's progressing? Do you think it's getting somewhere with government? Do you think that's going to get passed? Yeah, there's a couple of senators, you know, who are who are kind of stick um, kind of sticking up for us, you know, and they want to get that back on the floor and and um you know it's just it's just getting out of hand now and um the money that the ufc is just raking in just doesn't make sense you know for um you know a lot of guys but again when you're when you're honed in on your craft and when you put in all that work you just want to get out there and and um yeah it's it's a tough business and and you're kind of blinded by you're blinded by your passion when you're younger you know and that's why uh you don't see a lot of um you know that's why they want to get guys who are who have been in it a long time to get out of the UFC because you start understanding what you're worth and you start understanding what you're getting paid yeah, hence why these other yeah that's true. Hence why these other promotions have gotten big time former athletes from the UFC. Like yeah, the belt like the Bellator and the what was it the one, one FC yeah yep. the one and uh, what's the other one on ESPN with um, PFL yeah but that's sister to UFC though I believe because that's also no. on ESPN. No, they're that's 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 on their own. Oh, you is. know, and they're trying to compete against the USC as well. Hmm. Okay, that's new to yeah. me. I thought I thought because they had a partnership with ESPN with the uh, UFC as well that they were together, sort of. No, ESPN just pays for the broadcasting, I guess, and and uh, just works out deals with whoever. Fair enough. <laughs> so now I gotta ask you. Um, we've been through most of your fights. Is there one certain fight in your in your career that you look back on that you thought, yeah, the, 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 I should I should have easily won this fight or I I should have easily lost? Yeah, probably the second half of my career. You know, I was just you know I was um, doing a lot of other stuff and my. You know, and my concentration wasn't really on on fighting, and that's my fault. You know, but um, just is what it is, and that's why I'm trying to help. Um, you know, guys get get compensated correctly. You know, in order to live like a life about you know without stress and about bills, and especially if you're in the top ten, especially if you're in the top twenty. You know, you can't do two different jobs. You can't be stressed out, you know, to where it's like, like, I got to hurry up and take a fight to, just to pay my bills. Now, you see, you see a lot of these former fighters doing gyms and training a bunch of kids and that, like a Chris Rebin, still Randy Couture, well known, those guys. Florian's doing, I think, the same thing, and he's announcing to 
do, do you see yourself doing that, forming a gym, uh, teaching young guys? Um, do you see yourself announcing? What, where do you see yourself after you're done living the life of being a dad and watching your kids grow? Yeah, we own a gym right now, you know, and um, we own a coffee smoothie bar and uh, a gym. And, and um, you know, it's just... Yeah, my wife's a nutritionist, and and um, we combine both, and yeah, we're doing that. There you go. There you go. Um, now, is there a fight that you would have wanted that never occurred that you would have wanted to fight uh, in your time to now present day? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tough guys. Khabib would have been good. Um, you know, Dustin Poirier is, uh, like Dustin Poirier, he's a beast. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great guys who, who would be cool to go up against them, you know, to check, to check where they're at. And, 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 uh, but yeah. Now, uh, did, did you did you? I'm obviously you still watch the fights just like I do. I'm far behind though. So once everybody yeah. started retiring, but um, is there an up and coming fight that you want to see that's up on, on any of these other cars? Name any other promotion. You don't have to be UFC. Is there any fight yeah. that you're looking forward to seeing? Honestly, I don't really watch it anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I just had to ask because I'm I'm with yeah. you. I I'm the same. After, yeah, I'm too busy with a lot of stuff, and there's just too many cards, and I don't even really know the names anymore. Same. So I don't know. It's just, yeah. After yeah. everybody retired, I don't really know anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's that's kind of what they're that's what they're trying to do is is trying to weed out, you know, all the big names and and uh, just promote the UFC brand. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. It's not. I don't know. I don't. I understand that it's still going to be a strong, strong fan base because it is, and it's going. They're always going to bring in money from the fans because it's. It's just I, I. I don't know. It's. I don't know. It's just. It's just tough to get. It's just tough to get into. Knowing how I've talked to not just you, like I said, other UFC fighters, and like just how they treat you guys. It's like it's like. Yeah. I don't. I mean. Should we really, as fans, be? Well, other fans don't know, but I do at least. And so I've been yeah. you guys, but should fans really yeah. be watching it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people like to be entertained, right? That's that's kind of that's kind of the big the big deal now. That's why you know people watch YouTube. That's it. They just want to keep busy. They just want to be entertained and, and, uh, the UFC kind of knows that. And, and, um, they're just trying to, and that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to replicate the WWE where it's not really about the guys. It's about the WWE brand and, and just spit out a bunch of, um, cards and, you know, kind of promotions and and um yeah just get people in just get guys in and out as quick as possible 
Did you like when they implemented, when mixed martial arts implemented all these other, I think they I honestly, no offense to these other fighters, but I just think there's too many divisions. Do, do you yeah. feel, do you feel the same like me? There's just way too many divisions. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like boxing. There's, you know, people are all, um, you know, people are all different, uh, sizes and, and I mean, it's just, just what they're doing they're just trying to fill up cards i guess fill up that time slot yeah fill up that money yeah (laughs) um so what's your take on conor mcgregor is he good for the sport um and would you have loved to punch him in the face (laughs) i mean he would have been great to go up against you know, he seems like he's a decent guy to the people he's around. And, and um, uh, he was good and bad for the sport, you know, blowing it up. But also um, people look at the sport that aren't that aren't really fans, you know, and it's like, yeah, these guys get paid. And, and even guys who are coming into the sport, they have these dreams that, they're going to be a Conor McGregor and he's just an anomaly. He came in at the right time, right place. The stars aligned really well, you know, with him and, and he took advantage of it, you know, but, um, that's not going to happen to anybody else. Like literally it's not going to happen to anybody else in the history of the sport or in the future of the sport. Now, what can be said about John Jones? Cause I know, you know, about him, he's had a rough past too. But not yeah. like, but not like Connor's more of a show. John Jones yeah. is actually off the, but Dana White still. What about him? What What's your take on that? No, John Jones. He, you know, he wanted more pay, and and he was on the sh- the shelf for like three years. Like they didn't give him a fight, and that's because he was locked into a contract. You know, if the Ali Act covered us, covered MMA, then he would have been able to go to another promotion, you know, and get paid what he wanted to check free market. But he didn't. And, um, you know, John Jones isn't a Connor publicity wise. And, um, you know, they didn't really need him. And they put him on the shelf, even though he's probably one of the greatest ever. Yeah, by far. But that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. The, the actual fighting part doesn't really matter. It's just how much they need you. Now, I'm going to put you on a spot here. Yeah. Um, obviously, unfortunately, you didn't get a title. Uh, but do you think you should be one time in the Hall of Fame or not? Man, I I don't it doesn't even cross my mind. You know, if it happens, it happens. But it it's 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 probably not going to happen just because I am speaking up against them and I am speaking up to stand up for the fighters and and uh, the UFC is 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 really um, you know it's ran by Dana and and you know he takes stuff personal and and uh, you know it's just. It is what it is, but um, if it happens, that's cool. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not 
really worried about that either. <laughs> now, knowing all this with him doing with you doing this back in these fighters, have you have you even spoken to Dana since you've been backing up these fighters? No, I haven't spoken to him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't. Yeah. I don't expect you to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, like you say, he takes things personally, so I yeah. I won't expect you to. Um, yeah. So, a couple more, and then I'll let you go. Um, if if the time was right, could you see yourself as being a broadcaster like a Ken Flo, Daniel Cormier knows? Could you see yourself as being a broadcaster? Man, that's just. Like, I watch what they go through, and even being a head coach of the pro fighters and, like, having a fight team, you're on the road a lot, you know, and you spend a lot of time away f- from your kids. And, and um, just really not my passion, right, to be, um, you know, coaching would be great, but I don't know. It's just, it's just again, it's – a lot of the head coaches are on that same grind and, and, you know, like having to charge like guys who are on a 10 and 10 contract, you know, charging them $2,000 or something. And it's just, it's a grind, man. It's a grind. You know, everybody in that sport is, is on the grind on the hustle, which is great. You know, you got to do that. But, um, the only, the only people that are really winning, you know, are the high ups in the UFC. I agree. And like, I don't want the cards stacked to debt. You know, I don't want the cards stacked against me, you know, to where, um, you know, I'm taking away time from my family and, and, uh, just not worth it. And last question I will ask you is, can you share any stories off and on throughout your career on the road, et cetera, that you would, that you would like to share with the audience? Is there any stories that you'd like to share? Oh man, there's lots of stories. It's just, uh, yeah, no, I got to do some cool stuff and, and, um, um, you know, got to, you know, got to take care of my passion and, and, um, um, you know, got to compete, but yeah, it was, it was a good career. You know, I don't look back. I don't regret stuff just cause, uh, you know, I had to do what I had to do and, and, um, yeah. Couldn't have said anything better. I, I mean, yeah, you did. You had a good career. I thought, I mean, I've, I've, I've got fight pass, so I've looked back on pretty much all of everybody's fights. So from those nice. that day, because that was like I said to you, that was the era that I watched. From I think it was yeah the late yeah the late nineties, early two thousands. That was that, that was my those were my years of watching it because every like I told you every everybody was still a part of it that I knew big name yeah 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 that yeah, was it was. It was a good time to watch it, man. It was, and just like you said, nowadays is it's just I don't know. There's just no I I don't know anybody anymore. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to watch it at all. <laughs> exactly, but I do thank you. It was fun. Yeah, like I said 
um, off air. I'll stay in touch with you. I know it won't be every day, but hey, I'll still stay in touch with you here and there. All um, good. And if you're ever in Florida, let's hook up sometime. Let's meet up sometime if you're whenever you're in, if you're ever in Florida sometime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate the interview, man. Definitely, it was fun. I appreciate it, and I'll send you. Um, I'll send you both links like I did before, previously before, so you can go ahead and share those if you want. All right. Awesome. Thank you. I yes, appreciate sir. it. All right. Have a Bye. good day. All right. You too. <laughs> Bye. Gray Maynard, everybody. Great bully Maynard. So this concludes one thirteen of Coffee Time with Byron. It was a tremendous show. Great to have him on. Um, great to have these fighters on. Talk about you know what's going on in the sport. To the average fan, I know like you know it's going to be fun. You want to see the knockout. It's entertaining. But for me personally, since talking to these guys, I I gotta say I gotta say my opinion. These guys are doing what's right. I mean, it's not fair to them. So I'm going to drop it as that. But And I hope they win the lawsuit. So, But until then, this concludes 113 of Coffee Time with Gray Maynard. You all have a good day. See you next time.